Welcome, 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 welcome back. Yes, welcome back to another episode of the Lasker Show. Let's make sure the sound is right. Let's make sure you can hear me. Let's make sure the sound is right. Give me a sound check, my dear family, and we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about something tonight. All right, Master Glam, I see you there. Mixed genre faves, always there. Both y'all are always there, and I feel good when I see your faces and the rest of our family on in. Let me know if I can get a sound check, sound check, sound check before we move on. Let me just put this in the room just in case we can, okay, yappa yappa. All right, we're gonna take our time and I'm not really gonna focus on the interaction right now. I will later on. I wanna get kind of in the zone because I've been in the zone these last few days just getting stuff done. Oyala. How are you doing? Sounds good. Yes, everybody's looking good. Yeah, wow. So we've been doing very good. And I want to just let you all know that Melanin Envy is up and running and populated where we can have a forum that is as large as Facebook. You can have your own pages. You can send emails back and forth to each other. You all can have your own rooms, those who are in the inner circle. It's looking pretty good. So the easy way to get there is to go to landscurve.com and click on that banner that goes across below on the Landscurve banner. It will take you right there. So you don't have to type anything out. And I will be setting up a new app situation uh, for the first of the month. So I'm going to be working on that soon. Also, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It's going to be more flexible. I don't know how much you can do, but it can do a whole lot more than what I'm doing now. But enough with the boring stuff. We'll hear enough of that. Um, over time. Yes, that's what they used to call me, Master Glam, Sir Lancelot. <laughs> and when I did the dollar van in New York City, it was Sir Lance written across the back. 
going up and down by Sutphin Boulevard. Those might remember me. Old Chevy Astro wasn't old. It was pretty nice, though. Sir Lance, they knew on the Q9, the Q40, and the Q6 and other routes. Yes, I have a whole different set of stories when I talk about the dollar van when that time comes up, right? But yes, um, self-hate. We've always heard this term, and we have to ask ourselves, will the black community ever rid itself of self-hate? We have to ask ourselves that because there's been a hell of a job done on us in America and all over the world. But I do believe and I do feel that the epicenter of it is the United States. The epicenter, the main part, it's all over the world. It's here too in the motherland. But the epicenter of it all has got to be the United States. Got to be. You know, the last few days we've been having these rooftop perspective videos and We've been talking about different aspects of how we treat each other, right? And I'm not done with that little bit of series now because we got people from over here who have misconceptions about those who live in America. And it's just like pouring gasoline, you know, <laughs> on a fire because it's never going to end. And I just want people to know that, listen, who's sitting back and enjoying the fact that we're splitting ourselves up that way? I'll keep the fire going and troll a troll and keep them going, get the trolls mad in the comment sections, right? And this is one of the reasons why also I want to keep the conversation on the website. This is why I've had disabled uh, comments there. I'll drop the link up in the chat room up he here in the top part and also in the bottom of the uh, video, you'll see, you know, where you can, you know, also, you know, join the chat right there. And we can keep that conversation going on forever because I'll leave it that way. And I think I'm going to continue to do so because you got to make people do things. People don't want to get off. They'll write books on Facebook, books on Twitter, books on Instagram, but can't come on over and drop a little something that will last with the site forever. And that will be replied to forever. Even if YouTube drops and goes away forever, we'll have those comments. We'll still have that in interaction for the future. It'll belong to the website. So that's a nice, shrewd way since, since uh, YouTube is uh, shadow banning me, right? At least let a brother get something, <laughs> right? But that's the thing, you know, it's, it's really bad. And why did I put these faces like this? Yes, I can include women or sisters on there, but I think the brunt of it really, you know, when it gets aggressive is, is the brothers who are in America and beyond. Like I said, it's the epicenter, but it's not just exactly where it is. So when you see a face like this or these uh, faces, we think it's anger. It could be. It may not always be anger, you see. There's a lot of internalized turmoil and, and, and self-hate and confusion and feelings of inadequacy, and that builds for the frustration. We're speaking about our Black brothers in America now and the Black women, but more so the Black brothers because... When you look into these comments that you see when brothers are hating on Africans and hating on folks from the Caribbean, it's mainly the brothers. You know, you get a guy like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tariq Nasheed, who will hate on Africans and hate on Caribbean folk and say they don't, they don't deserve this and deserve that. Well, you know, brothers like that, I'm going to say it and I don't care if he finds me out and says something bad about me. I don't care. Brothers like that to me are agents. 
They'll do something brilliant, put together videos that are brilliant, really with uh, information you can pull off of YouTube if you dig deep enough, not to put the brother's work down, but they will do something good to catch your eye and then slip in an agenda. You see, I was looking at a couple of these uh, boule videos. Okay, and a lot of folks don't want to hear about that. And I'm trying to hurt people's feelings here. I'm trying to get them to be pissed off for now. I will be a thorn in the side and speak what I know to be the truth. I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm not going to tiptoe through the tulips anymore. Not that I did, but... You know, I'm chilling, doing my thing, but now I have to go after certain people. I have to do like 50 Cent when 50 Cent first came out in the rap scene. He started picking fights with people just to get some. Not, I'm not looking for attention, but for, for them to reveal themselves, I'll be the whipping boy. Because there are too many agents out here that are divisive, that are popular and allowed to be out here. And it fuels the hate because they keep hearing things over and over. And YouTube has become our television set. We don't really watch the TV anymore. The TV is something of a relic. It collects dust. Maybe we use it with the internet. Maybe we use it with a pay-per-view event or a sports channel or whatever, but we're not watching the TV anymore, right? So you have all of these people here who are online fanning the flames. And, and, and I'm not putting anybody down to rise myself up. I stand alone on my own merit. I've been out here all these years and, and for sure have been putting in the work. And that's not even bragging. Now it's time to say, hey, when you go to a job interview, you don't say, well, I think I can do this and I think I can do that. No, I'm a proven product, damn it. Rock solid. So none of these guys will ever intimidate me with their foolishness and their dreamy talk of something that has no result other than to divide ourselves. You see? We see something in somebody else that we don't want to see and we hate on it because we feel inadequate. Let's channel that. I know it's hard in America. I grew up in America. Some of these brothers were making these comments against Africans and against folks from the Caribbean in South America. They haven't even spent that much time as much as I have. So some of them in their 20s and 30s. I'm 60. Two and a half years out of the country. I'm still thawing off, man. I still got the pain that I'm dealing with inside of me. And I work it out in a creative way, in a way to help somebody else, in a humorous way. So don't, don't, don't tell me what I don't feel. Whatever y'all felt, most of y'all, I felt 10 times worse, 100 times worse. I don't have to go down my life story. Y'all know how it was. I had a beautiful life, but I had some very traumatic things happen to me. So I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and act like, you know, and don't put me somewhere where, oh, you ran. I, I, man, I fight. I'm a fighter. If, if I got to fight something, I'm going to ball up my fist symbolically or physically and fight it. Look at dead in the eye and endure with discipline. I ran. I ran to come out here and, and not even finish up what I finished up. Not until now for three years because I came out here with leeches and roaches and haters and agents and immoral people. Now we walk alone. Some of y'all know about that. I told you about that. The story's out there. I don't care who knows. Self-hate. Folks that are hating and don't want to see you rise. What you mean I ran out here? I don't have, do I have to sit? Look, those, and I don't want to go back to that topic, but for those who say I ran, which you want to still, look, uh, you want to stay there and get shot up? You want, to, you want to fight for your land? You say it's your land? We'll get some tanks and planes and fight the government. Don't be mad at me. It's a big world out here. I can fight from over here. 
So some of y'all, I'm an old man. Let me have some old man time where I can sit down and strategize. You don't expect a general or some higher up in the military to go on the front line. That person's been around a long time and know the strategy of war. I've done enough physical fighting already. I've proved myself already. I've lost enough jobs because of how I am already. What you mean? I've walked away from different relationships from people who just want to be knuckleheads and just be worldly. I've walked away from that and paid the price on every level. What you talking about running from? But if I was there, trust me, by now, I'd be on a rooftop somewhere ready to pick somebody off the way I feel sometime. I needed to get up out of there. But a lot of us feel inadequate. See, you're following behind unrealistic expectations put out there. Look within yourself and find out what you want to do and what you need to do and what your purpose is. You hate yourself because you feel like you don't have a purpose. You feel like you don't fit. You can't fit into the narrative of what those billboards tell you. You look up at the billboard, brand new Chrysler 300. And what's next to the man standing there? A half naked, beautiful, sexy, luscious, delicious looking black woman. So what does that tell you? To get the black woman, you got to get the car. To get the beautiful black woman, you got to get that car. Pressure on you. And you know you ain't making that kind of money. There are some who are doing it. And some who are still falling into the trap. Some who are still, well, you know, I got my luxury car. I have my degree. I, I have a, a, a luxury uh, townhouse and I have status on my job and I have so much money in the bank and so much cryptocurrency and so much investments. And they go home and put a bullet in their head. So are they happy? Not everybody, but most of us. We don't know who we are. We don't know what we're supposed to do while we're on this earth. And we feel empty and frustrated because the bar has been set so high to copy and emulate what they tell you you should be doing. And some of our sisters, some, not all, I'm going to say it three times, some, some, some who are living that way and thinking that way, not nobody here in this chat room, but some who think that way to help to raise the bar. I'm looking for a high value man. I'm looking for a man to make over six figures. I'm, and they got to keep hearing that. And the brother here don't make no more than 40,000. He glad to get that. Living in the hick town, working in a Walmart, not even making that. But he breaks out and drives a truck and makes a little more money and still not enough. Working harder in a system that's against you. That makes you hate yourself. Everything that they taught you, you got to remember, they programmed you this system. So you're going to think like them. And they programmed you to hate your own brother just because he comes from a different land. I don't understand it. To hate your own brother because he was dropped off, off of the slave ship. So just because, look, if we grew up as a family, and one big house and we start moving out and we're taking the train home, but we don't live in the same place no more. And you get off on a different stop than I do. That means we're not related no more. Are you kidding me? And, and, and don't, can't you see that it's a divide and conquer thing going on? Oh, them Africans can't stand us. Who told you that? Well, they act that way, man. Yeah. Because somebody told them something. And they're looking at you. And your pain can't deal. They, he can't see your pain. And, 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 and you can't see his frustration. 
But if we get together and iron it out, because the enemy ain't going to iron it out for us, if we get together and iron out and step back and, 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 and take the toxicity out of our brain, pull the plug, take the chip out and relearn ourselves. Maybe you are indigenous to America, but why you got to hate on somebody else? Why don't you hate on the one that took your land from you? I don't understand it. You hating on somebody else who ain't got nothing to do with that. But the very one that took the land from you. Oh, Mr. Charlie, good morning. How was your weekend as you punched the clock? You are sick. But you want to walk around looking angry, but you really hurt. You're a wounded individual looking angry and can't understand where you fit, what your purpose is. Well, your purpose is not to be in this system. Your purpose is to get out of the system, even if you stay over there in the epicenter. And it's okay if you stay there for a while. While you iron it out, it ain't like you're going to just listen to this video and, oh, Lance Curry said, come out the system, so I'm quitting my job tomorrow. That would be a foolish thing to do. But when you're there, strategize. Start a little side business. Strategize. Find you a good woman to soothe you and you protect her and you put your pennies together and you start a business together and build. You can't have sex with every woman out there. That is not going to do nothing for that hole in your heart. That's not going to do nothing for you to boost you up for temporarily when you talk to the fellows. Yeah, man, I had in the backseat all bent up. Man, she was screaming and help. Oh, man. Oh, you the man, man. You're wasting your time. That's a waste of time. Respect and love your woman righteously. So respect and love all women righteously because they're going to be a mother one day if they're not already. And it's somebody's daughter already, regardless of the circumstances, regardless if they're out there selling their ass on the, on the street. The mother, the person who, who had them and, and who had them for nine months did not say that my daughter's going to be a crackhead or a hooker out on the street. They had high aspirations for them. And at some point, even if they were born into a downtrodden situation, they had high aspirations for them. And somewhere along the line, this world got into their head and made them think less of themselves. The epicenter of it all in America. And so now you see an African sister who may have her traditions and customs and a culture that she knows going back thousands of years and you don't have one. Oh, I know how it felt in elementary school and we do history and we can only go as far back in the history to say you're slaves and the white boys would laugh at us and the white girls would snicker at us. But their great founding fathers came here and discovered this great land that was already populated with people on it. I'm with you on that. But don't hate on me because other things were done to me. And they want to amplify this thing. Well, some of your own soldier into slavery. They had some help. Yes, Dr. Issa Muhammad broke it down. I'm going to have to drop that link in the bottom, too. He, he cleared it all up, how they amplify that to further. I'm walking down the street here. Ain't none of these people here benefited from me being over there. I go over to the, to the slave dungeons, and the people who live around here don't even know half what happened. I'm going to have to go up there soon and put up a tripod and, 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 and you know, because a lot of them are apprehensive. They say, oh, who's this guy from America with the camera? They get scared of that. 
And I'm going to have to ask them, do you know what happened there? Well, I, I heard there's something bad that happened there. What? You think these people have better, uh, they count money now in 2023 that's for something that happened all, <laughs> hundreds of years ago? They didn't know. And they've been kept ignorant of certain things too. But when we are in pain, we can't see past our own pain and frustration. I understand that. I'm not even mad at you for that. But what you've been doing has not been working. It's not been working at all. You see what I mean? So you got to try a different way. All of this self-hate in our community. And we're doing it on each other. What's the excuse that we have? And it's not all of us the way the newspapers say it. But we get frustrated and we get caught up into things chasing the almighty so-called failing dollar. And we shoot each other. We hate on each other. Somebody brought, buys a brand new car. Here you go peeking through the Venetian blinds. Oh, I don't know what they're doing. They must be selling something. Well, they may, maybe they're working hard. Maybe they're working hard to get that car, to keep their credit straight, to get that car. Look at the mindset. And when I say you, I'm not saying anybody here, anybody listening. I'm talking, maybe it's hitting somebody, so I'm saying you. Look at the state of mind you have. You know the man down the block got a beautiful wife, and you trying to scheme on her because it's like game for you. I'm going to get that, man. Man, that ass looking good. I don't care, man. He a nerd. I'm going to get that. Look how low your mind is. Pick your head up out the gutter. And be a real man, not a male, just a hateful male. And you realize why your face is wrinkling up so much because you got so much hate inside of you and so much frustration inside of you. It's, they talk about high blood pressure is a silent killer. Well, self-hate is also very much a silent killer. And you learn to negotiate and walk with this thing. It becomes like a second limb. And, and when you eat, your body feeds it. When you think, you're, you're, you're drawing thoughts from it. But it's something that doesn't belong to you. It's like a cancerous growth out of control. And it's sucking from you and taken from your life force. Sucking from your life force. You can't even do anything straight now because you're so consumed by these walls around your mind that stops you from seeing the world as it is. And when you see somebody happy, when you see somebody doing what it is that they're supposed to do, you look at them with resentment and you come up with all kinds of statements. Oh, you ran over. Who did I run from? I used to talk the same way in America and walk living. I was born in New York City. But the last 19 years before I came out to uh, the motherland, I was living in Florida. Towns nearby where they got the Klan. Pulling up next to me in the bus, hey, Lanscurve, keep up the good work. I got something for you if I catch you coming through my neighborhood. Cars following me, snapping pictures. That's the reason why I'm not in corrections no more because of the Klan members who are, in the, who are higher up looking for a reason to get rid of me. I know all about that. Was I scared? No, I was damn tired of it because I know I can fight just as hard and live a peaceful life. And also it was very much a financial decision. I said, man, we can cash out on what we have and get something and take our time and work on it and not have to pay a mortgage or whatever. Who wouldn't want that? 
Again, it's not for everybody to, to, to come to a certain place. I understand that. But you know what? I've been very transparent and Negroes still hate on me. This is what I don't understand. It's, it's, it's amazing. It doesn't piss me off because my days are beautiful. Hey, I work hard. You know, I mean, I'm not working on a job job. But I work hard here doing what I do. I don't expect anybody to give me anything or praise me. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. My little part, I'm going to do. So all of us, if we do what we are supposed to do and work in unison and do our little part, when you look at the ants, go out in nature. I used to do that in Orlando when I lived out there. I'd go out in the backyard. You know, I used to sunbathe and get up in the bushes and get naked and have the sun hit me from head to toe. I'm going to be doing a whole lot of that soon. But I would lay face down on, 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 on the lawn chair and push it flat and come up to the edge and clasp my hands and put my chin right there and look down at the anthills. And I would look at how they worked in unison and how great they were. Each one was weak, but each one was strong, could lift more than his body weight. But that's not where the strength came from. The strength came from the unity of them all. And how they never stop moving their hands. You can kick the anthill over. They won't hesitate. They might knock some over. They'll fall down a little bit. And just like when the Terminator, when he got shot at the beginning of the movie, the Terminator won and he was on his back and he got right back up and started doing this thing. That's the same thing like with them ants. Why can't we be that way? We want to be the man. We want to be this. We want to be that over somebody else. We don't want to work for it. And when we do work for it and earn it, we need to be cool about it because no man is an island. And we need to know that we belong to each other. We're on the same team. Somebody, somebody, like the old song back in the 80s, somebody, somebody, yeah. Somebody had a trap for us before we were even born. We were born into this. The die was cast when we were born. I know when I was born, the die was cast. I was born on April 8th, 1963. And less than two years across the street from the Columbia Presbyterian Hospital where Malcolm X was wheeled across on the gurney, he was shot there in February. Of 1965, I was a mile away. I didn't know anything about that. But as I got older, the smoke didn't clear so fast. And people in the barbershops and all up and down the neighborhood were talking. That's my world. That's where I'm rooted in. That philosophy. Those men back in the days who were men. Those people who, who, who may have done certain things on the sly. You know, they might have had a chick around the corner, but nobody knew about it. Some of them might have been doing a little something, selling some stuff, but they didn't do it in the neighborhood. I'm not saying you're supposed to do it that way. You ain't supposed to do it at all. When a grandmother or an elder walked down the street, I don't care what you were doing in the street. Everybody showed respect. The hookers put their titties away. The drug dealers put their heroin away. Everybody acted respectable. And grandma knew what they were doing and prayed for them anyway. You see what I mean? So this is what it's all about. But we lost that. The threads have been taken out of our suit and the suit is falling apart. And we're becoming naked and raw with each other. We are warriors, man. Yeah, we are strong. Yeah, we are tough. 
Yes, we know how to strategize when we're in the right state of mind to fight a war. We don't even have to have tanks to fight this war. We don't have to have airplanes dropping bombs to fight this war. If we don't focus on those things that we can't even attain right now and turn on each other in a good way and show each other love and unity, trust me, it's a wrap for that same demon that's on your back every day that dictates how the society is, that dictates how much money you make. Want to give you 25 cent raise after a year of working, but the insurance went up. a week, but you get a 25 cent raise and you better beg for that. And you better be happy about that. I know about that. I worked in Home Depot. I've worked in places like these other places, but Home Depot. Yeah. Many years ago in the first came to New York City, you get a 25 cent raise at the end of the year and everything goes up. So you just a middleman. You're just the middleman from the supervisor or people over you who pay you and you got the bill collectors. No wonder you frustrated because how much do you have at the end of the week? How are you going to feel like a man like, you know, like that? You, you got you got a wife who's pregnant, baby on the way and you getting 25 cent raises. And you're mad about that. But then you see an African brother come over here with five or six of his African brothers, cousins, or they all say they're brothers. See that? They all ain't even related. This is my brother. This is my brother. How do I know that? I rented a second floor apartment to a brother from Nigeria in the 90s. I used to drive the vans, the commuter vans. There was nothing but folks from West Africa out there. I know the mentality and I know how hungry they are. But then you mad when they come and they do some stuff. And they don't understand now. I'm not putting you down, black brother in the epicenter and my sisters. I'm just saying how they think. Like, wait a second. How is it they have all these opportunities and they ain't capitalizing on it? And then we say, who are they to come here and look down on us? I understand it. I'm not saying I don't understand it, but I understand into it more on both sides. The resources are over here where I am. Right. The resources are over here. You can be from a different tribe. You got different tribes over here. You got different tribes in Ghana. All of Ghana ain't cool with each other either. They got them issues over here, too. You come from certain parts. You come from the Volta region down here in the south part. They ain't digging you. Even the language is a whole lot different. So it's the same thing going on over here. So we don't see that, though. We see, oh, African. Oh, the country Africa. Don't even realize there's 54 countries, man. 54 governments, 54 ways of thinking. You understand? And some of the places are poor. Some of the places, well, all of it has lots of money, resources, but other people getting them. So if we overthrow some of these governments, we'd be better off. But I tell you one thing, it would be a good business move to understand the brothers here and all of us all over the world hold hands and unite all through the Caribbean all through the Americas, all through uh, all Brazil, South America. That's really the second Africa, Brazil. They're more original with African culture, and they have maintained a lot of it more so than some of the folks in the Caribbean. But we don't know that. We don't travel. We don't. I'm not saying anybody here again, right? We have some brilliant people here who can come here behind the mic if they wanted to and blow it out if they wanted to. But we got to see ourselves as a worldwide people. And there are factions in America that don't want to want us to see each other that way. 
I was looking at a video last night about the Divine Nine, the sorority from these schools, nine of them. There might be more, I don't know, but these are original ones, and they're people that don't even realize it, that they, 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 they want to fit into something so bad, and they're not, they don't realize that they're, they're getting into something that's divisive for the rest of the people because they're going to look at, they're going to look out for each other to the delight of the oppressor. And you feel privileged. You feel educated. You look out for your own sorority brother or frat brother. And you don't care about the black man who don't know nothing about himself, who's down in the mud and you don't educate him. And I know some of us are so far gone. A lot of us don't even want to play the game and uplift ourselves. Just give us that little paycheck. Just give us that little thing of liquor. Just give us that little blowjob we pay that little crackhead to do every week, and we good. And that's wrong. That means, that means we ain't doing our job. We got to get out in the streets with the people and talk to them and give them that energy and let them know that you love them. They've been And I'm not even patting myself on the back, but I'm going to tell it. And there are people out here who will vouch for it. I told you about that guy that used to be in the jail all the time. I'm not going to say his name. And it was something about him. He would always come by the glass because it was fiberglass. It wasn't bars. It was fiberglass. And we talked for a long time. I'm drawing my pictures. And he's like, oh, man, that's tight. And we're talking and stuff. He had a good sense of humor, had a good spirit. But I'm like, man, you're just always in here on some little crack, you know, little crack charge. And then when I started the bus, driving the bus, I saw him because I picked the neighborhoods where we were and where we were pretty much at our worst. Come on, y'all. Anybody here in Orlando? Carver Shores, Ivy Lane. How about that? Tangelo Park, Washington Shores. Huh? Tell me, Mercy Drive, Pine Hills. Anybody in Orlando know them neighborhoods? I'm not knocking them. I lived in Pine Hills in a very nice house with Mr. Skurf. They say that was a good sign, but it was all black. I almost got killed up there coming home one night. They followed me. They were going to kill me. Right? But what I'm saying, this guy here, see, people don't even understand. I'm a person... I'm right there on the ground. I ain't no internet, whatever. They think I am, but I'm right there with the people. Come on. Driving the bus through the neighborhood, talking to them, giving them breaks. We philosophize, we get down. But this guy here started riding my bus. And I know what he was still doing. His mama wouldn't throw him out, but she wouldn't let him in the house. She let him sleep in a wooden garage that was dilapidated. Man, I woke up in the morning, man, there's three squirrels looking at me, <laughs> rats and stuff like that. Oh, man. But she, he's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm living like this, so this is what I deserve. So he kept riding with me, and we kept talking. Sometimes he'd ride with me to the end, and so I took the bus back to the, uh, the bus depot, get in my car, he'd come in the car with me, right? I'm not labeling him, but a crackhead. Who would do that? I didn't see him that way. So we'd ride. Sometimes I say, hey, man, I'm going to take you back. Conversation was good. Brother was intelligent, but he was locked up from 14, 15 years old. That's all. He he never had a job, man. I'm not saying job is the only way to go, but, you know, if you're starting out and have, you, you can't be an entrepreneur, you got to do something. He about 51, 52 years old at the time and never had a job. No resume. Only thing you pull up on him in the computer age that he'd been locked up a gazillion times. So I said, hey, man, let's, come on, let's go get something to eat. I ain't got no money. I said, I know that, man. He kept himself clean, went down there on Orange Blossom Trail, went to one of the um, gyro places, the Middle Eastern places, you know, 
And they sold other stuff, fried fish, whatever. I was eating a little bit of everything back then. And we sat down and we got down with some food. So I got him some extra food. He was heading on home. Hey, man, you get $20 for me? I said, yeah, I know it's for, but meet me back at the bus talking. And then one day he said, man, I'm tired of this, man. I'm tired of this. I see how you go home to your wife. I see how you get come to the job. I know you don't like coming out here, driving 11 hours in a day through the hood. People throwing rocks at your bus and cussing you out. It wasn't always roses out there now. You understand? I had a way of charming people and it worked most of the time, but there were some people who just didn't like it, who would look at me like some of these brothers on this banner would look at me simply because I had a job and they knew I had a clean record. They knew I had a clean bloodstream. Some of them saw me mowing the lawn out in front of the house. Oh man, he lives in a nice house. I can't stand him. I didn't have to leave that life. We chose to come out of here. We had it pretty chill, but I was tired of working like a dog for nothing, being the middleman. But I still inspired people. And so he told me, man, one, he said one day, man, I'm tired of this, man. Um, and I could see it because I knew this brother for years, years on top of years. And I saw it in his face. He said, man, I'm going to go out looking. I know I have a record, but I'm going to go out looking anyway. And this guy got a hold of an old bike that did not have a tire on the front and it had a tire on the back. I said, bro, meet up with me, man. I'm not off until Wednesday at this particular time. I got good, good days off eventually, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I loved it. But at this time, I had, uh, what, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday? I'm not sure. But Wednesday, I knew I was off. I said, meet up with me, man. I'm going to put a little... You know, we're going to hook this bike up. And it was nothing for me to get an inexpensive bike for him that was good, good, good enough for a grown man. But he didn't want that. He didn't want that. I arranged to meet him. I didn't see him. I was so heartbroken. I said, man, what is this guy trying to sell this bike to somebody? So the next day I came back, he says, man, he said, I went for the job. I said, where'd you go? He said, I took I forgot what bus it was. It went all the bus from Orange County to go out to Brevard County. It ended when Brevard County began. And then he, this was in the wee hours of the morning and he took his bike on a rim and rode it for so many miles to this one place that they did um, something with tools or some kind of basic work that anybody can be taught to do. And he, ah, I don't know. This guy, they gave him a chance. They didn't check him up. They gave him a chance and he went out there. He said, listen, when I leave out for the week, I'm not coming back. I said, where are you going to stay? He says, I don't have no money to stay in the way. I said, man, I got you. If you got the job, I got you. No, nah, man, I got to face this. I said, man, this guy was smoking crack for so many years, but look at the integrity and where he was going was no crack. He was out in the boondocks near the Atlantic Ocean, but out somewhere not close to it but there's some open land out there. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. He says, I got a bag with a change of clothes. Whatever I wear that day, I wash, cause it was like a warehouse or something. I wash in the little sink and I stay in the back of the warehouse. They lock me in. They see I don't have enough fare. I had to bundle up under all of these covers, because believe you me, out there in Brevard County, there's a lot of mosquitoes. 
If you grab one of the mosquitoes and they try to fly away, you might be holding on to it and take flight too. So he stayed out there. And the people that were there, although they were white, they were like, man, you really want this job. You're really working hard. And when he would come home, he'd ride a little bit back on that one rim bike or you know the one that didn't have any tire on the front. He'd come on back to the back home and he'd give his mother some money. And he'd go back out. Sometimes he stayed out there sleeping in the, on the outside under an awning, under some uh, 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 tin roofing that fell off and he propped it up uh, next to a drum. And he's laying out there and the mosquitoes in his ear. He's got to pull up under these. And he would get in there early when they first, he said, wake me up. So as the first one come to open up the warehouse, wake me up so I can go into the bathroom and take me some kind of shower because the way he did it was like one of the other homeless people that used to ride the bus with me. She told me how she did it at Universal Studios and it's how he did it. He would, and she would go in, the both of them, like two separate stories, but the same thing. She would go into where it was an employee bathroom that was hardly used because it was way off somewhere. And she'd lock herself in. And, and in the ground, there was a drain and the floor was really pitched for a lot of water to go in that drain, just in case there's some backup or emergency. And she would take the, some cloth and put it in the sink and run the water, take all her clothes off and get up under the overflowing sink. And she'd curl up in the fetal position so most of the water can catch her. And she'd use liquid soap because it was easier to rinse off. And she would do it real quick. And she'd take a long towel and scrub her back, get up under there, rinse off, put her dirty clothes back on now. Sometimes she'd have clean clothes with her, but sometimes she had to put the dirty clothes on, but she said it wasn't as bad. You see what I mean? She got a social security check, but she didn't want to spend for an apartment because it wasn't enough. And if she got into being in that apartment and they pulled from her any other assistance that she got, she'd have to go into a shelter. She said she wasn't going to a shelter. You know how this lady stayed out there? She stayed out there in a wheelchair. She could walk, but she covered herself up near downtown outside in a wheelchair with all her belongings next to her. And that's how she made it. See, one time I brought my food and forgot to get something to drink. She got off the bus, and when I turned around and came back, she gave me a, 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 a half a gallon of orange juice. It's things like this that make me not turn on my brothers and sisters. It's things like this that can't really make me hate anybody when I see what they go through. But yet we have this self-hate that tears us down. We have so much love inside of us as a people, but it hurts so much when these things work on us and we feel like we don't have any value. So now my friend continued to go to this warehouse and they let him stay inside. They locked him in. They said, hey, listen, if this place burns down, you're going to burn up with it. He said, I don't care. So then he got a set of clothes from out in Brevard County and built up his wardrobe a little bit, got a better bike. Sometimes he stayed there all weekend. It was like free security for the place. And then it came time for him to leave. He found another job where they were doing stuff with making mattresses. And it was a better paying job. And now his mother let him live in the house and was close by to the house. And so then after that, he said, hey, I can't be on this level forever. And he, 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 he got rid of the crack. He got rid of the crack. He said, no, I got to learn a trade. This guy 
and I'm saying it in a joking way because we joke with each other like that. I said, man, man, you a real joker, man. You really beat this thing. So when I say it, I'm not saying it like I'm putting them down. If it was here right now, he promised one day to come on the show and I'm not going to bug him, but I talk to him every now and then, but I want him to really come on soon. And I said to him, I said, man, I said, that joker would have went and, and, and went into a trade school and paid for it himself and learned plumbing, learned electrical eventually, became a contractor. I've, I've told this story time and time again. Maybe some of the new people here never heard that before. But I remember one of the last times I saw him, I was in Walmart. He's still alive. He's still down there. But you know how sometimes you get busy, you don't really see a person because he was busy. He came to me. He was already real tall, but he put his weight back on. He looked taller. He was already a big guy, but he was so slender. He looked weak and everything. But man, this guy looked like he could have been the heavyweight champ of the world. He shook my hand and his hands were so big his middle finger hit my elbow. <laughs> and we were in Walmart and he pulled up behind me with a huge shopping cart and his mother was with him and she had another shopping cart. And he looked at me and he said, Lance, he said, man, you don't know how much you helped me by talking to me and encouraging me, laughing with me. Let me know the deal. I said, man, it's nothing for me to do. They said, no, man, you encouraged me for all the years I was in jail. And I was in there back and forth before you even came to Florida. Huh? I said, yeah, well, you got something on that. He said, no, man. He said, listen, I got you on this. I had two shopping carts, me and Mrs. Skur. I said, what you mean? He said, I'm paying for it, man. It's the least I can do. I said, man, you ain't got to do that. He said, listen, he flipped out a card for his business, his construction business, electrical, plumbing, everything done by him. And when he went out there, he had this brand new van. It was a really nice luxury van. And he said, man, he says, you don't know. I did it, I know. The creator did it, I know. But you were crucial at that time that I needed in my life because if I didn't ride the bus with you and, and you, you knowing that I was in the jail and you were working in the jail, but you were in the jail with me for hours, that was the gap that you filled to get me to this point, and I'll be forever thankful. Man, I'm telling you, I, I cried. I, I hugged him and I cried because now my value to myself went up because I knew that I was, I helped somebody, but I wasn't looking for nothing back from it. And this is what we got to do with each other. See, a lot of us as black men and women, like I said, a self hate thing, you know, it, I see it coming from, you know, especially when they lash out on each other. Now, the sisters, they do it now, but we do it in a more destructive way as men. And if we would change ourselves, many of our sisters would change also. If we let this thing go and know that we need each other desperately in this level, that this self-hate that is turned around on each other because we see each other as each other and we've been programmed to hate each other. You see what I mean? This is, this is what it's all about. You weren't brought here to not like the way you were made, to not like the way you were, that, that you look somebody else convinced you of that. Think hard at who convinced you of that. And if you say your mother or father treated you bad and they're the ones who taught them that, it all comes back to the same enemy. where your father or your mother, they were going through things. Deep, 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 deep in my sleep and meditation last night, I woke up 
to go to the bathroom and I was in tears because I realized some of the things in life that my father and mother went through that I knew about, but I realized it more. It was like they came to me in a dream and they apologized. They didn't do nothing to me. They gave me a wonderful childhood. They were apologizing for not doing more. And I was crying in the dream and I said, I don't, I don't want no more. I wanted you all and you gave me yourself. You guided me and you treated me a certain way and you gave me a home, not just a house. You nurtured me a certain way. Yeah, I went out in the world and, and, and got trauma and beat up by cops and people putting guns on my head and, you know, learning to defend myself like my father taught me to do. I'm straight. Just like my mother said before she died. When I came home, I came there from Home Depot to eat, eat dinner there. It was really lunch for me. And she said, son, I'm sorry. Sorry for what? You brought me into this world. And as soon as I got back to the job, I got the phone call from home that she fell down by the side of the bed and they called the ambulance and it doesn't look good. And on the side table, she had bills that were ripped up that she was so sad that I had to pay. I said, no, I'll pay forever. So we don't know what people are going through when we see their faces like that. On my bus, I would see this all day long. I mean, all day long. And I would get cussed at. If they didn't know me, if they knew me sometime, they'd come out. If I never talked to them before, say, bro, let me talk to you for a second, man. And we'd get down in the huddle and talk. I would do a lot of the talking because they say, what this guy want to talk to me? Was he a faggot or something? And over time, I could see past that hurt and self-hate and feeling of unworthiness. We got to build each other up, man. I don't care who it is. Our sisters, our brothers, those of us who have a good emotional footing, we have to give a smile sometimes. It's not like you're going to walk up to somebody in the street and start preaching to them. But every time you see them, throw them a compliment. Every time you see them, have something good to say. They're wounded. We are a wounded people. The epicenter in America, we are wounded. So when so many of us see that all we were were slaves, we don't want to hear that. I reject that. Oh, really? They sold us into slavery? Oh, man, get away from me. You ain't, you ain't like me. We, there might be different tribes, of course. And we're all mixed up. On the other video, I broke down my background as far as race and all of this stuff, but I'm a black man. We are special. We are here for a purpose, but they have us at the lowest position through their music, through their entertainment, through these platforms that can get into our subconscious mind, that when we see where we live, like I said, there's a bus stop over there, uh, Washington Shores Superstop. And it's not like a fancy place, but they have a couple stores, a couple shops over there. And people would say it's the hood. And it's the funny thing. When I would drive through the white neighborhoods and I'd see black people, you know, some that lived over in that area, the black area, when they threw something in the garbage, they threw it in the garbage. But in Washington Shores, there was more 
more garbage around the garbage can than was in the garbage can because they throw the bottle or the tissue or the, or, the, or the Chinese food container and just throw it at it and it ended up on the, on the ground. And then they want to turn around, man, this is the hood, man. This is nasty right here. But look, self-fulfilling prophecy. You, you're doing it to yourself that way. You're reflecting how you feel on your own neighborhood. And there was another brother who lived in Tangelo Park, another so-called hood, right by International Drive. If you ever come down to Orlando, you are so close to a hood. And I don't want to call it that. I'm just going to be real with y'all. There was a guy that lived there named Jerome Gallon. I cried my eyes out when he passed away. He was one of the nicest brothers that you ever want to see. He was so caring and loving on the sly, I'm like, yo, man, this guy a little homo or something. But he wasn't. He just didn't have that, that armor of, of, of encrusted on him. He, was, he had family in Morocco. He was born here, but his lineage is from Morocco. And he worked at Universal. And at his homegoing service, everybody, everybody had something good to say about him. Everybody, people that didn't even know him all the way on, on the bus, when it would come to his stop and say, hey, brother, man, what happened to that guy? They didn't know. That kid saw off. Did he move away? with man, that, that brother was chill, man. He, was, he paid my fare one day when I didn't have it. Really? Man, he transitioned. Man, I, I have no problem just releasing emotion when stuff like that happens. That's what I want to be like. But I know I'm in this world and I know you're going to have to deal with some tough customers. So I still got the tough chip in me. But when left alone, I'm good. But don't hate on me and I'm not going to hate on you. Let's boost each other up. Now, you do have some people who are hell bent to destroy you no matter what. We have some demons in our race that they are so hell bent on destroying anything positive. That no matter what you do. They take your kindness for weakness, say, say some slick out the mouth shit to you, gossip about you, run around. Nah, man, until you come up off of that, you can't come around me. See, I'm not one of them people who just know I'm not. Once I, I know that you definitely trying to come at me a certain way and try to stab me in my back, man. No, I don't be bothered with you. That's right. Oh, y'all. I took a glance over there. Yeah. Black demons. We got some. And when you talk to them and deal with them, you already know that, that there's this. Look, look, let's be honest. There's some people, oh, no, the Lord can always. No, some people want to be demons. Some people don't want to change. It's not a matter of even changing because that's not even in their DNA. They are, they are born to chastise. They are born to destroy. It's a spiritual thing now. People looking at the flesh, oh, they can change. They can act like they're different to get close to you, to help destroy you. But no, at the end of the day, these black demons that are out, out here, you don't give them a break. Don't even let them next to you. When they try to destroy you, you destroy them righteously right on back. You, you, you have the right to. And that's another thing. Stop being so nice with these people who want to do you harm. If you know you have the light inside of you, if you know you have the goodness inside of you and you have the best intentions in your heart, you have the right to protect yourself. You don't let people put their hands on you or put you down or whatever. Yeah, you're not going to get argumentative with these demons because that's what they want. But you let them know 
in no uncertain terms. Listen, this ain't going to go down, bro. Move out my way. I got something to do. They want to flare up if you choose to. Hey, do what you got to do. But 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 it's warfare. People talk about spiritual warfare, but they want to go soft. You talk about warfare? War? War means kill and destroy. They want to kill your spirit and destroy your spirit. You see, there's no hope for them. There is no hope. Some people are going to go to the grave evil. And they can act nice. They're very deceptive. Most of them are narcissists. They're very deceptive. They'll charm you, but they're evil. And once you know someone who's evil, it's your job to stay away from them. And they come your way in whichever way, righteously. I'm not saying to go out there and go kill nobody, right? But if they're trying to do you like that, then you got to do them. You righteously slay them in whichever way you need to do. Because you have a work to do. You have a job to do. You're not here for that. You're here to uplift. You're here to build. And when you're doing that, they're looking at you and eyeing you like they want to destroy that because they don't want to see nothing better go on because inside of themselves, they don't feel like there's no hope. There's some who you can work with and there's some who you can't. And once you realize you got to be right with yourself because all this toxicity can rub off on you to blind you. It's like throwing mud on your on your eyeglasses. If you don't have the sense to take the eyeglasses off and wash them, you think the whole world is muddy. So stuff will be thrown at you. Me working out in the public like I did for so many years, working with the incarcerated for so many years, and just growing up in New York City. Trust me, I've had all kinds of stuff thrown at me. And you better know how to deal with it and know what is you and what is not you. Because you can have so much stuff negatively thrown at you that some of us begin to think it's us. This is a mind game, y'all. And to get through this world when you are aware of certain things, see, there are people who are not aware of nothing. Their, their, their third eye is closed. Their pineal gland is closed. Their gift of discernment is shut down. All they see is the physical around us. And what you mean they no good? They smiled at me. Oh, they would never do. How are you going to vouch for a demon and you don't even know to see it for what it is? You can't argue with them. Okay, go ahead. They come back at you two years later, two weeks later. I can't believe he did that to me. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. And this is why more and more I just don't want to be around those type of entities because now I see them more. I can see them as they're coming and I know to go to the other side of the road and walk down the street. No, I see when they come around and try to charm. I, I, I value my time with my inner circle here, my beautiful family here, right? And, and the few that I know that I talk to over the phone, but other than that, I enjoy being by myself. If it's not with one of you here, I'd rather be by myself. Now, I know there'll be new people that come into my life that I can discern and know that they're good, but I'm not running out there, man, I'm lonely. I got to go to the club. I got I to gotta meet people. I gotta. No, I'll get out there and get the camera going on for your entertainment. But me personally, I can stay in. I can stay in. You know, I can... You know, I, I told Mrs. Skurve, I said, if it wasn't for me doing these shows, I'll go on a talking fast. I won't talk for a year. I'll go on the show and talk. I'll just stay home. We go out and grow our stuff and go out when we have to come home. I'll talk to her, but just shut it down and just come on the show. And when I have to, if I have to go to the doctor or a healer or something other than that, but, you know, or one of you all on the phone or something like that, but just the general public, nah. 
I'm ready to incubate and take myself to a whole new level because I can already see what's out there and see what's around me. So we have to be careful and we have to keep ourselves cleansed. When people want to throw off on you, don't, you know, it, it'll make it, it'll make you want to take it places. You want to vibrate as high as you can, and you want that to be an uninterrupted situation. Have that place of stillness. I don't care whether it's your bed. I don't care if it's when you sit down in the toilet because sometimes your family is so loud and bothering you. Find that toilet that's way the one they don't use if you got two or three toilets in the house. And even if you ain't got to go, sit down in there. Because, oh, you in the bathroom? They'll leave you alone. They'll go to the other one. You read a book, listen to some music, put on your headphones, take a walk somewhere, have some time to yourself, sharpen your mental sword. Figure out what it is that you want to do. See, because for some, and to answer the question, would a black community ever rid itself of self-hate? Sadly, no. But that doesn't mean everybody. And that doesn't mean it has to be the majority of people. But so many people, so many of us are so steeped in this thing like a teabag in hot water of self-hate that we don't want to even come out. We will only see the world that way. Do not waste your time with them. Triage. You know what triage means? You see three different people in a house laying on their back. I always use this analogy. One got a wooden stake in his leg. One has a heart attack and the other one has their brains knocked out all over the floor, but they twitching. You can't help that when he's gone. The one with the stake in his leg, well, you can stay there. You ain't going to die. You ain't going to bleed out. But the one that's having a heart attack is the one that you help because you can bring them back. Those who are gone, who are far gone, let a miracle happen for them. But deal with those who you can help just by taking time with them, showing them something, showing them some love, even adopting them. You can adopt a grown person and say, hey, you know this person next door? I want to make them take a walk with me every day. We're going to go down and get something good to eat and healthy or we'll prepare something. Even if you help a person eat better, they might even think better. They might not even read, but you say, hey, come on down with me to Barnes & Noble. Come on down in my place and we'll sit in the front steps. You ain't got to bring them in your house. Look at these books I got. Let's take a little hour where we read. Take this book home and read the first chapter and we're going to talk about it. Do different things because some people are stuck. And there are things that they would like to do, but they don't know that they would like to do it because they're not introduced to these things. This is why I thank the creator for the parents that I've had. They, and, and, and I felt bad. You know, I took guitar lessons and mastered that. Didn't want to do it no more. Took piano lessons and mastered that. Didn't want to do it no more. <laughs> it came back to the pen and the paper. You know what I mean? So we got to continue to do that for each other and show each other love. Even if it feels like you're filling up a well that never has a bottom. Like you keep filling it up with water. Keep filling it up with water. Or, or never a bottomless bucket. You, you know, you're filling it up and say, damn, I'm not collecting no water. You keep investing in them. Sometimes it's the winter time when you try to start your car, but it doesn't start up right away. Uh oh, I might have to call in the work. This thing I don't think is going to start. See what I mean? That's how some people are. You're just going to have to deal with the. It didn't go nowhere. Should I give up? No, let me keep trying. And they pull them out of the funk that they're in. See what I mean? I see you over there laughing, Mick Genre. <laughs> you love my sound effects. <laughs> Dr. Tracy Bond, 
Thank you. Much love and much appreciation. I really appreciate that. This goes right back into the platform. I really appreciate that. I'm speaking from the heart. And um, like I said, I didn't have anything scripted. I just knew I want to speak on this. And I'm a little bit over an hour. I'm going to keep it there because I'm going to do a little drawing and I have to work on Melanin Envy. Um, I want you all to go there. Let me see if I could do a do a thing here I can show you. Let me Let me see. The easiest way to get to melaninenv.com is typing it in, of course. But then, I mean, a way where if you go to landscurve.com, all you got to do is click on the actual um, header that's below the, the real header of landscurve.com. Let me just share the screen so you can see it. Let me share. Okay, let me see my screen. Oh, I got to take this banner off. But yeah, thank you, Dr. Tracy Bond. That's a serious name, though, for real. I'm thinking James Bond, but just like a <laughs> somebody who's really good at what they do. Okay, let me take this banner off. I just want to show you also. And I'm going to do some kind of tutorial where you can see. I want to make this thing bigger. So I got to take myself off of it. And let me scroll it up so you can see where the banner is. It's right here. I showed it to you on Discord, but I put it right below. This right here? See? Let me see how it looks on, on this program. Yeah. Well, you see the young ladies. Yeah, I put that together the other day. And um, I had the form for a long time. And I brought it back again. And it's really, really deep. You can you can create your own page. Um, we have forms in there that we're going to create. All the latest news. I put 27 top news sites on there. So anytime a story hits their site, it hits there. Let me click on this. This is just going to be where you... Okay, I still have to... Um, Okay, I'm already in, right? This is the one thing I did today. All of these are stories from all of those different websites. So you don't have to go and search down, you know, then let me see the last one, the 7-6-2023, 2.43pm over there, which is the same kind of over here. But it's like, as soon as it comes out, it comes out. It checks every 20 minutes for, um, you know, stories and stuff. But we have forums, we have separate forums, private forums, and those in the inner circle, I'm going to allow to be administrators and create their own stuff and run their own stuff. And you can do what you want to do with it. We can interact and it's not going to be censored at all. Understand that, you know, we're going to be respectful, but it's not going to be something that's censored. But that being said, um, I'm going to take a little run and um, thank you, Ayapo. There's so much more to it that is going to be there. And um, I want it to grow and um, it's paid for. I paid for the license for that particular platform 10 years ago, just like I did with the app. So there's no nothing. There's not, oh, I got to pay. No, you ain't got to pay for nothing because this is what I love and this is what I do and I invite everybody in. You see what I mean? Any donations that come to me go right back to the platform to be able to, for me to pay for these things, but I ain't, times are hard for a lot of people. I just want to give some love and show some love and let's have some fellowship and do what we need to do. But anyway, I'm going to sign off. It's usually like, wow, I do a three or four hour show, but I will be back tomorrow. I want to start sprinkling in just freestyling it like this. You know, I'm a little tired. I would have showed my face, but I'm a little beat up. Um, I've been cracking the nights, <laughs> getting stuff done. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I love it. And I just love being here with you guys. So always understand that. Let me stop sharing this particular one behind the scenes and we're good. Anyway, yeah, um, I know mixed genre 
registered and everybody just go there and register. But it's a very deep, complicated um, platform. And it's it's not there yet because I have to add on, add on, add on. But behind the scenes, oh my God, it is, it, it's, it's not simple at all. It's simple to operate when you, but the best experience I'll say is from the computer. Because when you go on mobile, um, it has an old header and there's some fuzzy letters there and stuff like that. But the computer for now, you can still go mobile, but the computer for now is the bomb. And I'll be working on this thing tonight. I'll be working on this thing for the next two or three months, a couple hours a day to really get it set, you know? So anyway, um, I'm going to sign off now. And oh, wait now, did I see? Hold on now. Queen Red Pill. Yes. And I meant to, I, I did what I did for our sister. And I, I gave her a little more. And I fell asleep, got up, and I just been, yes, I got it. Thank you so much, Queen Red Pill. I had the other screen up. I didn't see you in. I didn't see a lot of people in because when I'm ranting and going like this, I don't really look at the um, chat room all the way when I get into a certain mindset and start telling stories. But thank you all very much. And I hope somebody, you know, received the word that or something in this that would do them good. I'll keep pouring out my heart. And keeping everything going, but I I gotta balance everything out because I gotta work on this thing a little more, do a little artwork, maybe write a little article, spread it out, and um come back tomorrow with the same thing. But I'm here. But I've been working hard. And the reason is because we've been up on the property, you know, working and stuff and going up there, and the guys are coming along. It's really a blessing. Things are moving along faster than we thought, and um, it won't be long. And when I get up there, oh man, it, it, it'll be on because everything will have a place, it'll be set. And I'll be popping off content. I'm not going to say 10 times a day, maybe 20. <laughs> right. But anyway, I'm happy where I am. And it's, it's for me to show love to those who vibe with me and give my time and give my love. Even though I'm way over here, I'm going to make you, I'm definitely going to make you feel it. You see what I mean? I'm not going to sit over here. Yes, look, I got all these mangoes and watermelons. Ha, 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 ha. No, my heart and my love is right over there with y'all. And over here, too, for those who can vibe, because it's all about unity. And that's what we hope to do. I'm going to reach out to a few people uh, in the next few days and see if we can come up with a surprise. But we're going to leave it at that. So anyway, much love to you all. I will talk to you later on. And um, it's been wonderful. Peace. Away, take it away, feeling too good to me. Chilling all day, all in your space is where I wanna be. Here in this room, what did you do? I just can't get enough. Too caught up in your love. I've been trying to forget, but you won't let me. Something in my brain wants you. I've been thinking by myself.
All that I crave when you're away, nights are sleepless. Do we need space? Yeah, maybe you're brave. Boy, you're my weakness. Giving we take the love that we make. It's my favorite drug. Too caught up in your love. I've been trying to forget, but you won't let me. Something in my brain holds you. I've been hanging by myself. For help, but nothing seems to work on you.
tell me that you don't wanna leave just yet. No, my eyes agree. It's almost like when we first met. Oh, I don't care, it's getting too late. I want you and I can't wait. Don't wanna spend a minute without you. I know you feel the same. So come on, give me love. I'ma show you how to move, how to move with my body Come hit me with your touch And make me wanna say Damn And yeah, you know what's up Ain't nothing I won't do, I won't do for your body So give me all you got right now I know I'm yours, baby So come give me Just skip the beat. This feeling is getting so strong. Love me till the morning, love me all night long. There's something special about you. You're the one that I want. So come on, give me love. I'ma show you how to move, how to move with my body. Come hit me with your touch and make me wanna say, damn. And yeah, you know what's up. Ain't nothing I won't do, I won't do for your body. So give me all you got right now I know I'm yours, baby So come give me love You know you're my baby So come give me love I never felt nothing quite like this I get a high every time we kiss Can't get enough, baby So come give me love All of your love Won't you love me till the morning You heard it here first, written in stone, open mic tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Open mic. You don't have to be a poet. You don't have to be a singer. You don't even have to like your own voice. Just get up and talk about what you want to talk about. The floor will be yours. And depending on how many people who we have who want to talk, you can talk as long as you want anyway. We'll just rotate. All right. Don't forget that I'm going to go make those banners out and set it up. So don't act like you don't know. Tomorrow night is going to be open mic. You can say something funny. You can say something that touched the heart, whatever you want to say. 
something pissed you off, something was a blessing to you or something that you learned that you want to pass along, we're going to do it tomorrow night. We're going to see, we're going to swing this thing impromptu. And at the end of the day, it's going to be a beautiful thing. And if it works out fine, we will do this every single Friday night. So, so you know that you have a voice on this platform. It's not just me wanting to gum it up and hear myself talk because I know you all have a lot to say and you all are very, very brilliant. Thank you all for tonight. I'm looking forward to tomorrow and I'm going to go working on that now. I will be up. If you want to go into Discord and talk, feel free to do so. Uh, Mix John Rafaez has a link for that and I'll be lurking. I'll be there. I'll be working on it. Thank you all so much. See you then. Hey, this is Oscar Lawyer. You're listening to the Lance Herb Show. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, 